You're listening to Creatives Making Money, the podcast for creatives who are on a mission to do the work they feel most called to do and make some money while they do it. This is a show for the makers, the dreamers, the doers, the creators, the artists, the crazy ones, and the ones who are determined to consciously build the life and career of their dreams. Here, we don't just believe in getting your dream job, we believe in creating it. So what does creative success even look like? How do we live a fully expressed, abundant AF life? That's precisely what we're here to find out. My mission with Creatives Making Money is to conduct 100 interviews with successful creatives and those who love and support them about money, career, and the process of making and doing what they most love, including all of the ups, downs, and in-betweens. I'm your host, Jamie Jensen, writer, storyteller, filmmaker, serial entrepreneur, and shameless creator. No matter where you are in your creative and financial journey, I'm here to help you create like you mean it. Hello, and welcome to Creatives Making Money, episode 31. I'm your host, Jamie Jensen, and this episode is all about sustaining creativity and motivation as a creative making money in times of traumatic loss, grief, and crisis. Now, over the past few episodes, I've shared a bit of my story and how I lost the love of my life quite suddenly to stage four cancer. He passed March 8th, 2019, and how that really impacted me my relationship with grief, my understanding of its power, and uh, my relationship with creativity and how I move forward as a business owner, as a screenwriter, and as as a healer and coach as well. And what I want to really talk about today is what are the things that I implemented personally that I found to be most valuable as I moved through and continue to move through grief as it is an evolving experience. And how did I, you know, using everything that I've already shared in the previous episodes in terms of creating systems for care and making sure that I was able to do what I was doing, all of that stuff, you know, how did I still move forward? How did I still run my business? How did I still have uh, the same amount of sales as I did the year previously? How did I still churn out a script that went to market? Like, how was that all possible? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, you may or may not already know that part of what I do in business is support people in sharing and telling their story. And what's important to me as we move forward with this podcast is making sure that I have stories on here. You know, it's been typical prior to this sort of new season. I guess we can call this the season two. It's been fairly typical that I have had guests on and we dive deep into their money stories. What are their beliefs about money? What did they learn? What are they holding on to subconsciously? Um, And my intention with that, of course, is for you to be able to reflect on what you're holding on to, what your stories um, what your story, what stories you've made up about money and success and impact and what's possible for you and allowing yourself to dismantle some of that inside and outside to create more for yourself and for your life. Um, and it's important that we talk about grief and death and, and like everything that isn't daisies and roses in general, because 
that's part of what can hold us back in creating the life and impact we want to create as creatives who want to do good work in the world and do work that has a positive impact and hopefully hopefully helps people, right, and is of service. And so when we're circling back to sharing our stories and telling our stories and um, I want to be really intentional about moving forward that that I do touch on trauma and I do touch on grief and I do touch on crisis in the stories that you you get to hear from my guests. Now, to some extent that's already been true and it will continue to be true with future guests who I bring onto the show um, to share stories that will, you know, inspire you and help you heal your own stuff and give you ideas and direction to grow grow what you're building. Um, as a creative making money to make more money and make more impact in your own little world or big world or empire, whatever that is for you. And so what I want to mention today is that there is this way that we are shaped by the traumatic things that have happened to us that, you know, we can heal and we can move forward and we can learn how to expand what we believe is possible and delete beliefs that aren't serving us and, you know, allow ourselves to to expand and create different and transform. And that work is not easy work. And there are a lot of ways that the trauma that we've been through has also shaped us in terms of how we are motivated to serve and have a purpose. And sometimes when new traumatic things happen, that can completely alter and shift uh, our beliefs and perspective about what we're meant to do, right? Like, what are we supposed to do? And I want to invite you into a couple different perspectives on this. One is that, you know, your heart can still direct you towards what it feels most lit up by, what gives it the most joy, even in moments of darkness and moments of crisis and moments of grief, there is still joy. There is, there are jokes that get told at funerals. These things live side by side. So I want to invite you to just take on that perspective that even with things being hard and devastating, that there is still, that there is still joy and hope and possibility and, and all of that. And that you as a human being, um, have the ability to, to do good, to feel good, and to shine your light, whatever that means for you. For me, personally, that has always been through writing, through story, and through helping others with their story. And I don't know that I ever knew how powerful writing was as a vehicle until I started writing more as a result of grief and as a result of processing grief. And what I learned for myself is that the projects that came from a space in me where there was deep pain and deep grief and loss were the projects that got the most attention and collaborators and interest and excitement and resonated the most with people. This doesn't mean that you should, if you're a writer or creator of any kind, that you should be like always tapping into the most painful thing ever to do your work. Your work 
you know, you're not meant to just suffer through all of it. That's not like the point. But it was through that process that I personally was able to heal on a deeper level and be more of and allow my writing to be a vehicle of change in and of itself and allow storytelling to be a vehicle of change and it's it's always been that for me um but in the past few years it the power of that has become even more and more and more clear to me as someone who writes projects and then puts them out in the marketplace as a screenwriter so I just kind of wanted to mention that for anyone who is listening and wondering why why I talk about writing and why I feel writing and storytelling is so important. So here's the deal. When you're in grief and trauma and loss and crisis, your capacity is greatly reduced. You know, we talked about how your aura is kind of like Swiss cheese and you just have gaps in there and you you might be more tired. It's exhausting. You need more time just for rest. You can't always operate at your normal capacity. And so what's important about that is to make sure that you are being mindful of that and how you are moving forward with your creativity and your motivation. Now, as I was saying, for me, writing has always been the the thing that I do that helps me connect with my magic. For you, it might be painting. It might be connecting with other human beings. It might be dancing. It might be taking walks, being in nature, and all of those things, there's no right or wrong here. But what's important is that you have a process or an activity that allows you to, what I'm going to call it, connecting with your magic. Connecting with the magic of the universe, connecting with magical thinking, connecting with Um, with the perspective of being amazed by something the way a child would look at something for the first time. So if you can just picture like a child on the beach, the very first time that they're experiencing the ocean, it is powerful and amazing and incredible and fantastic. When you're a human being, an adult human being who's dealing with traumatic loss, grief, and crisis, maybe you have children who are relying on you and you're responsible for them. Creating space for yourself to get into magical thinking or be in magical thinking or be amazed by the world is like, yeah, that's what the fuck are you talking about? Things are hard. This is painful. I have to keep slogging along and moving forward. Ew. I get that. And I also know that resourcing yourself to do creative work requires unquestionably that you are connecting with magic because creativity is magic. You are literally creating something out of thin air what is more magical than that what is more magical than like I'm gonna spin gold out of literally nothing now again circling back to storytelling when you share your story tell your story or create from pain you are alchemizing you are spinning gold out of the shitty situation that you had to live through and there is nothing more magical than that that is that is alchemy. So I just invite you to, first of all, discover what it is for you that will allow you to connect with, with your magic and with magic in general. Whatever that can be for you, for your creativity. For me, it is writing. The next thing that I want to say is whatever your goals are, whatever creative project you are committed to, either because it's something you had committed to prior to experiencing traumatic loss and grief, 
if it's something that you are newly inspired to create out of birthed out of what you're going through um, what's important is that you are still clear on the commitment making sure that is that commitment is still in alignment with the direction you're moving in and it still is something you want to be committed to working on um, and this again it could be like a business project it could be a creative business project it could be a creative project unrelated to business right that's all good you want to move into the project planning of this project being mindful of the fact that your capacity is reduced so still commit still do it because doing the work will be one of the ways that you're connecting with your magic which is resourcing for you creative people need to be engaged in the creative act that allows them to connect with their magic in order to be fully resourced in order to be fully nourished in order to feel the most themselves I believe that it is the greatest act of self-care for any creative person to create space and hold it for their creative work in the world. I don't care if that's fiction writing, if that's essay writing, if that's making jewelry, if it's finger painting, whatever that is for you, it's the greatest act of self-care for you to hold yourself accountable to continuing to do it. So as you move into the commitment to work on a project that has like a clear, you know, start and middle, etc. You want to just be mindful and gentle with your capacity. And so I would suggest that as you're planning, you are intending to do it at, at half the speed you typically would and half the pace you typically would. So just assume that going into it. Assume that you're going to move. So just assume that going into it. Assume that you're going to move at half the pace you would normally move. The third thing is, I want you to commit to the absolute bare minimum. So this isn't about being a hero. It's not about proving yourself. It's not about going at the fastest pace you can. It's not about, it's not about any of that. It's about you doing the thing that, that helps you feel the most you, that allows you to connect with your magic, that is supportive to you and doing it in a way that does less harm and when you are healing because you are healing when you are coming back from traumatic loss grief and crisis when you are healing you have to move gently and do it from a place of it being the best thing for you not from a place of you have to prove anything to anyone so You want to do the absolute bare minimum. So yes, you've committed to being gentle with your capacity, to going at half pace, half time. Is there even less you can commit to? And like what would feel good? So just can reduce your expectations of yourself, but not to the, but still say yes to it if it brings your heart joy, right? You want to do that and still allow yourself to create more if it's inspired and it feels good and you're in the flow great I want you to allow that extra work to be an inspired bonus and not the necessary thing you do so what I say when I what I mean when I say that is like let's say you're working on a novel and you want to write 5,000 words a week and that's what you can commit to and your typical pace would be would be 
10,000 words a week, but you're going to commit to five, but then you want to do the bare minimum. So you're actually going to do 2,500 words a week. But if you get to 5,000, if you're inspired to, great, but you don't have to. So you just want to continue to be gentle with what you're kind of pushing yourself through and making sure that you're giving yourself more space to rest because the work can be more exhausting when you are in grief or healing. And the last thing I want to say about this is remember that you cannot mess up what's meant for you. If life handed you traumatic loss, traumatic grief, intense crisis, uh, and you're worried that because your work is slowing down or you're moving slower, that you're like messing up your the possibilities for fate to handle what it's meant to handle, I want you to just come back to like, this is what was handed to me. This is my story. This is what it is. And that doesn't mean that I have to push my human being, body, earth version of myself through something faster than is healthy and positive for me and for the work. Um, so just something that I want you to remember as you're moving forward, like this is important to sustain your creativity it will feel good to work on it. It will feel good to move forward with the project. It will help you feel motivated to take little steps forward. You want to do it from a space that is very gentle. Now, because I'm obsessed with writing, I will also say that when whenever you're in the process and you're moving through the plan and you're moving step by step, if you're feeling lost, I want you to come back to writing to find your way to the best solution. So Use free writing as a tool. Use journaling as a tool. Even if you're not a writer and the project you're working on isn't a writing project, I still highly suggest that you come back to journaling, to having conversations with yourself to kind of uh, dump out what you're thinking through in a journal. It's going to help you find your way when you're feeling lost. You know, maybe you wake up and you're like, I really don't feel like writing, but today's the day that I do 2,500 words. Take it to the journal. Do I do this today or not? Do I just bail on it? Do I move it to another day? What do I do? If you don't have a support system in place for that, then like take it to the journal. Um, Why do I love journaling and writing so much? Well, it is still the cheapest and easiest form of therapy and way to connect with yourself and like your higher self and your guides and whatever else you believe about who talks to you when you're journaling. Whenever you are feeling lost, uninspired, or confused, it is the easiest way for you to open up the ability to like have a conversation with yourself, to show up for yourself, to be there for yourself, to develop a strong relationship with yourself, um, and to really bring your power back and make empowered decisions about where you're moving forward. So it is a leadership tool and um, you're here to be a creative leader. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this. So... The other thing that I want to be clear about, because this is also something that comes up as we are, you know, moving forward with projects and asking ourselves if we're just like pushing ourselves too hard to the point of burnout or if it's right. So uh, this is a question that I ask a lot. And this is a question you want to ask yourself, you know, as you're journaling or figuring things out as you're sort of evolving your plan, because listen, you, you make a plan and the plan evolves as you move forward. It's never going to be followed exactly to plan. We make the plan, we move forward, we adjust the plan. We move forward, we continue adjusting the plan. 
you have to sort of evolve and move through the pieces that are uncontrollable and evolve and be agile. So as we do that, we also need to ask ourselves like, is this a should or is this filling my soul? So is this something I'm, I'm doing or committing to doing because I think I should versus is this something I'm doing because it's filling my soul? So if you have that question of, I woke up, I'm supposed to write 2,500 words today. I don't know if I feel like doing it or not. And I want to be gentle with myself because I've been through a lot lately. Check in and say, do I feel like I just should do this because it's part of the plan? Or is this just uncomfortable, but actually it will fill my soul to do it? The rule in general, you know, is you only want to do it if it's nourishing and gives you life. If it doesn't give you more life, it's not something that needs to be on your plate, period. If it doesn't give you life to be committed to a creative project, even if it's hard, then you shouldn't be doing it. It's not a yes. The only time I'm going to tell you to move forward with a creative project is like if it if it gives you joy and gives you life. Even if some days you show up to it and you're like, I don't like it today, but in the big picture, it gives me joy, it gives me life. What's assured versus fills your soul? It's got to be filling your soul. Another question that comes up a lot, and this comes up a lot, um, especially when we are, you know, in sensitive moments. And sometimes when we're working on stuff that comes from a place of pain. If it's painful, do I still do it? You know, is this resistance and it's painful and so I just want to avoid it? Or... Is this painful because it's, you know, and, and I should still do it? Or is it is it so painful that I shouldn't put myself through that right now? Is that not a fire I want to walk through? This is often a very personal choice because this comes down to your own tolerance level and your edges. I'm going to give you an example of this. When we are pushing outside of our comfort zones, we're going to be pushing uncomfortable edges. Right. And so, for example, the very first time that I ever got on stage to do a talk, I'm sure I did fine. I was not confident on stage. I kept apologizing for running over time. I I overtaught. I rambled. Everyone in the audience got a lot of value, but I was beating myself up the whole time. I just didn't, I just felt bad on stage and I got off and I everyone was like, You did so great. That was so great. But I was a disaster. I like wanted to cry and hide and lock myself in a room and never get on stage again. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. This is awful. I suck at this. I mean, I was in like severe self-punishment in my brain over not doing a good enough job. It was really painful. And I really like I was exhausted and not did not feel good afterwards. And I've been on stage a few times since and the last time I took the stage I was nervous but I was comfortable on stage. I got like an I got lots of I got like a standing ovation and it went well. And I had none of those feelings afterwards. Afterwards I just walked off stage and I'm like that happened. It went how it went. And what I want to say what really what I'm saying is that sometimes we push ourselves to do things that are like really uncomfortable and cause us a lot of pain and distress but in doing that we're growing muscles we didn't have before 
Um, and sometimes we're putting ourselves through pain and distress that is just putting us in pain and distress. And when it comes to creative work, we are sometimes towing the line and sometimes both things are true. Sometimes when you're writing a project or working on something or working on something that's unrelated to the pain that you're in, but you just happen to be in a, in a more emotionally challenged moment of life, things can feel harder and more painful than they typically would, but you're still building a muscle in, in doing the work. What I can say honestly is what I found is as I grow as a writer and a human, the work that I do feels more painful. I'm going deeper. I have more feelings and I'm more vulnerable because I've been through more. So when I show up with all of myself to the page, there's a whole lot more there showing up. And this creates better work, but it also means it's more painful. And that can change. That might evolve in time. It's also fun. It's fun and it's painful. It's both things. But this really is a personal choice. So I invite you to really explore what your tolerance levels are and and not be shy about working on something even if it causes you pain because that doesn't mean it's wrong. So I just want to invite you to think about that for yourself and give yourself the permission to really explore what those emotional boundaries are for you with your work because it's personal and there's no hard and fast rule it's a it's a matter of of literally exploring what's too much and it might you might just discover that as you go and so give yourself the permission to do that give yourself the permission to push yourself too hard one day and then and then feel really rough and raw the next day because you just did a little too much and you're more tired and you just didn't have it you know and then you sort of learned for the next time that you don't necessarily want to do that again the other thing that I want to remind you is if you are if it is writing um writing is emotional and I don't want you to think that you should show up and do writing work and it to not feel emotional ever because writing actually is an emotional um it is an emotional act so if you don't have feeling while you're doing it you might not be doing it right you might not be accessing everything you really want to express and put into the work that you're doing when you're writing. So that's just something else I want to invite you to consider. Um, Writing is an emotional act. It is editing that is the logical piece of it. And both of those things have a purpose. Um, But again, if the work that you're doing creatively and moving into and trying to get done while you're in this moment of challenge is not writing, then you can just throw that away or you can save it because you're going to use um, journaling as part of your processing, right? So that's just something else to keep in mind as you're moving forward. Continue, continue, continue to be gentle with yourself always. Um, But that is what I, that really is what I recommend. Sustaining creativity and motivation ultimately comes down to allowing yourself to still access the dream the future and the things that that breathe life into you so how are you connecting with your magic what are the creative things that help you connect with your magic and staying connected to the why 
Why am I doing this? Why is this important to me? Who is this for? Who, how am I being of service with this? And the other thing is, for creative people, I think it's really easy to slip into the trap of, well, creative work is selfish, and so it has no purpose other than doing it for myself. And do I even really need to do it if it's just for me? And like, why? And what I want to, and I want to just come back to that we do self care as humans, right? Like, we meditate or go to therapy or go to the gym. Um, we do things to to maybe put us in a better mood to try to show up to our jobs, relationships, family, friendships to show up as the best version of ourselves, to do our best work and be the best humans we can be. For creatives, that creative work, even though it seems selfish, is a piece of that pie. It's a piece of that care pie that allows you to show up as the best version of you. So it's not selfish. It's it's a critical piece um, in your pie of care. So If you identify as a creative, doing that creative work that nourishes you and that allows you to be fully expressed is not a negotiable. It's not. It's simply a matter of restructuring and redefining how it fits into your life when your capacity and resources are reduced. So I really do hope this episode helped you think through how you can do that um, in a personal way with the time and space that you have available and the energy that you have available under the circumstances. And I'm sending you so much love. Hey, if you're a writer entrepreneur ready to grow your business to multiple six figures while also getting your personal writing done and making an impact, I created craft and cash flow for you. This Creative Leadership Collective is a 12-month program that will help you implement the exact steps I took to grow from six to multiple six figures, churn out writing work that got me attention and enthusiastic collaborators, and make a difference. We get started September 7th, and I'm so excited. If you're curious to learn more about this virtual group program where you'll get tons of personal attention, coaching, and strategy on your writing and your business, and even some energy work and healing too, let's talk. I've opened up a few times in my calendar for quick chats just for this. You can head to creativesmakingmoney.com slash chat to grab a time. Speak soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Creatives Making Money. And please don't go anywhere without subscribing. My hope is that the show becomes the therapy you didn't have to pay for and gives you all the know-how, confidence, and ahas you need to succeed on your journey. Sharing how you connected with this episode really makes my day. So please tag me on Instagram at Jamie Lynn Jensen and let me know how this episode helped you. Sharing that with a rating and review also helps me reach more awesome humans like you and I so appreciate it. If you're looking to connect with more listeners and like-minded creatives like you as well and also with me, please join us in the private Creatives Making Money Facebook group at creativesmakingmoney.com group. It's totally free to join. And as always, you can find all important links and details in this episode's show notes available at creativesmakingmoney.com. Do not hesitate to head over there right now and grab all the goodies. And as always, create like you mean it.